Hello and welcome to the Road Trip Sports Podcast. My name is Harrison Crook and I'm about to be joined by two very special guests, two big friends of mine, Eamon Akamamoy and Aaron Carroll. It's going to be a great episode. Aaron is a massive Rams fan. He is a massive 49ers fan. So it's going to be very exciting to hear them duke it out as we continue our Civil War series. Now, if you haven't already, make sure you follow us on all of our socials. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Roadtrip Sports Pod. Any inquiries you've got, if you'd like to get in touch with the podcast, make sure to reach out to us. Roadtrip Sports Podcast at gmail.com, or you can slide into any of our DMs at Roadtrip Sports Pod. We're continuing this Civil War series today, so make sure to reach out to us if you want to get on the podcast. If you're a fan of an AFC team, uh, we haven't done the AFC yet. If you're a fan of an AFC team and you would like to defend them, make sure to reach out. Make sure to get in touch with us. It is the best way to get on the podcast right now. Uh, this episode, like all episodes, is sponsored by Major Sports Collectibles Australia at Major Sports Collectibles for any of your sports needs. Whether it's something they haven't stocked or something you would like, make sure to reach out to them. They are the best place to get merchandise in Australia. Other than that, it's going to be a terrific episode. We are really, really excited to bring it to you. Uh, make sure to let us know and make sure to follow us on all of our socials. Thanks for listening, guys. Hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to the Road Trip Sports Podcast and we are very excited today to have two amazing guests. We've got one guest that is returning, Aaron Carroll. Aaron, how are you doing? Good, mate. How are you? Very well, thank you. Very exciting to have our diehard Rams fan on and we've got someone <laughs> for you to debate today. We have got one of the biggest 49ers fans in Australia. We've got Eamon Akamamoy. Did I pronounce that correct? I never... Pretty, pretty close. It's a Kamamoy, but that's the standard uh, pronunciation. You're right. Fair. We just call him E at Sydney Uni. How you doing, brother? Very, very well, my friend. Very well. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Now, when we have a new uh, guest on the podcast, we always like to take them through a little bit of an introduction to sort of profile them as a sports fan, give the full picture of their sports fandom, especially in Australia. We always have an eclectic group of teams that we support it's never like all the same teams from the same city um so it's fun to sort of chat about how we came to be fans of uh all these different teams so we'll start off who are your top th three teams in any sport top three teams in any sport well i'm a diehard arsenal fan been in um english premier league 49ers fan since 2011 um so yeah pretty short tenure but you can't put a price on how much you love something. And then uh, Los Angeles Clippers fan. What uh, what got you into the 49ers? Was it the Kaepernick era or? No, so literally I got asked to play American football on the Central Coast and I was playing tight end. So I literally YouTubed best tight ends at the time. And old faithful VD, Vernon Davis, was uh, the number one tight end at the time after his playoff run against the Saints there with that famous catch. And um, yeah, fell in love with his game. And I was like, here, here I go. Uh, Join the good. faithful, yeah, yeah. How good, yeah. Um, so 
One of our favourite things to do on this podcast, we love to absolutely rag on the teams that we despise. Um, so it's always a great question to ask, who are your top three rivals? Who are the teams you just can't stand? And give us a little blurb as to why you just can't stand them. Uh, I just cannot, I cannot stand the Seattle Seahawks, like with a passion, the arrogance of the 13th man, like the, I, I had to deal with the Legion of Boom. I had to deal with Richard Sherman talking crap to Michael Crabtree. It was difficult. So dealing with any sort of Seahawks fan, um, yeah, can't handle that at all. I mean, and then also, you know, considering outside of uh, the NFL realm, I cannot stand Tottenham Hotspurs and any Arsenal fan can understand like why they just were two North London teams can't handle that. Like we cannot, we don't eat food together. We don't chat. We we just, it's a no go. (laughs) One of those ones where if you find out someone's a Tottenham fan, you just look at them just a little bit differently. Absolutely. (laughs) The same again. (laughs) Yeah. I've I've seen people not even shake hands after they've um, been told that, you know, they're they're a Tottenham fan and one's an Arsenal fan. Other than that, <laughs> Dallas Mavericks, man, I cannot, I cannot stand the Dallas Mavericks in the NBA. It's just a gross city, you know. If it was a little honourable mention, to be the Dallas Cowboys too, because their fans are horrible and uh, they sort of sit on that Seahawks, Seahawks level of hatred for me as well. But yeah, no, no go for those three with the honourable mention of the Cowboys. Absolutely. Uh, now, as this is the Road Trip Sports Podcast, we like to talk about all the different places we've been and talk about the fan experience visiting sport around the world. Uh, what are some of the different vi- uh, cities you've visited to watch sport in? Yeah, so I've been to uh, Emirates Stadium in, in Islington, North London. Um, I've been to, that was fantastic. There was 70,000 people on like uh, th- like Thursday night. Uh, playing against Blackburn in 2009, it was insane. Six, yeah, we won. Wow. So hearing 70,000 people like cheer for six goals, it, like was insane. And yeah, did the tour of the stadium. That was a fantastic experience. Seeing, seeing the you know where the players change rooms and the money that goes into it. Um, it's great. Um, I've done the 40. I haven't seen a 49ers game, but I've been to the museum, which is a must if you're ever in. Um, San Francisco, it's like an hour train um, to go and visit the stadium at Levi's there. The museum's amazing. Like they, you get like a, you watch a movie at the start. Um, they tell you the history of the 49ers. Um, you get to see all of Jerry Rice's touchdown balls that are hung by the, hung in the ceiling. Um, yeah, it's like a really cool museum. Um, I've been to New York Knicks, um, Madison Square Garden, the Mecca. So I've been yeah. there. Yeah, just recently I saw Dwayne Wade, his retirement year. I saw him play at the Mecca there, and then Miami. I saw Dwayne Wade in Miami as well play there. That was at American Airlines. That was a very, really, really good experience as well. Absolutely. Um, and so, would you say that the Arsenal game was your favourite uh, sports game you've attended? But by far, because the amount of people there, all singing in unison. Uh, watching six goals it was just one of the most incredible experiences. Like the atmosphere is second to none. Yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, one of the questions which you've kind of alluded to, but if you could travel to one sports city to watch a game, where would you go and what would it be? I've got to go to watch 
the San Francisco 49ers play just once before I end my time on this earth. Like, if anyone that knows me, like you both do, I am a massive 49er fan. And I couldn't, I couldn't do that to myself and not watch them play once. Especially, I had an opportunity to see them at Candlewood, uh, Candlestick. Um, so, you know, missing that opportunity and then that stadium being demolished and then moving to, um, yeah. yeah, Levi's. I've got to go see them. I've got to see them for sure, for sure. Now, this one is a question I've got for both of you now, um, and it's all surrounding. Uh, we, it was a discussion I actually had with uh, Duffy, who was on a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about whether it's better as a fan uh, to go to the title game, so the NFC or AFC title game, in your home stadium with all your home fans surrounding you, or going to the Super Bowl to watch your favourite team play. Uh, we'll start with you, Aaron, to get you back on in on the call. Uh, Aaron, what are your thoughts? Super Bowl. <clears throat> Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's, you could be in a crappy city in a crappy <laughs> like, zone. Like, so far, I heard ain't they good. So I'd rather be watching it at the Super Bowl. That's fair. That's fair. E, what about you? You know, for me, you've got to see the last dance, especially if it's your team. Yeah, yep. for sure. I, I am in agreement. I will make the devil's advocate argument that being around all your fans, that excitement, the Super Bowl is kind of, the corporate event, there wouldn't be as many fans. You'd probably have a split distribution with the other team's fans as well. So it could be fun, that party atmosphere, that home team atmosphere. But for a fair weather team like the Dolphins, I don't know if they'd be that anyway. So I'll take the Super Bowl, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll move on now to our Civil War NFC West edition. All right, we're going to start with the best player. Now, we're previewing the division just for this year to start, and then we'll move on to our debate at the end where you can debate which team is more historically significant, the Rams or the 49ers. But we'll start with talking about this year and previewing this year's NFL season with the best player. Aaron, who is the best player in the NFC West this year? What's the best player in the league? Aaron Donald. Absolutely. I uh, I am very fond of Adam, Aaron Donald. And um, we had a chat recently about whether he will be staying in the NFC West. Do you, I, I believe you think he's going to get traded. I think he is, to be honest. Um, depending on how the Rams go this season, I think they've always been good to him. And I actually think it'll, there's two teams that he could go to. And I actually think it's either Pittsburgh or the Jets. Ooh, I wouldn't mind Pittsburgh. I'd hate him going to the Jets. Uh, e, who is the best player in the NFC West? Do you disagree or agree? Disagree. It's it's Nick Bosa. He he was defensive MVP of the league. Um, I believe Donald's past his prime, and and you can see that Nick Bosa can take over games whenever he wants to. I think he's the man. Very fair there. Um, we'll move on now to best team, and we'll start with you, E. Who is the best team in the NFC West this year? Uh, 49ers. And that's, I've been through the, the crappiest years, so it, it, I don't, it doesn't pride me to be a biased fan, but we're finally 
the mainstayers of the NFC West. Very fair. Aaron, what are your thoughts? Uh, my thoughts are is that the Seahawks are the best overall team. Oh, my days. Ooh. Uh, tell us why, Aaron, because I think uh, seeing the look on E's face, I think that <laughs> needs some uh, explaining. Uh, well, to me, I do think the superior team, if none of them are injured, is the 49ers. Depth-wise, all-around rise, Seahawks are the best team. Ooh, very interesting indeed. Uh, well, we'll go to you. We'll stay on you now, sorry, Aaron, and we'll go to best offense. Who has the best offense this year in the NFC West? Only because of a couple of retirements on the line from 49ers. I would go with Seahawks. They're going to have a three-headed hydra at wide receiver and a running running backs that are three, four deep that I trust. And Geno Smith, who's proved himself other than over the injured 49ers quarterbacks. Do you think Geno Smith has proved himself? He's had one year. I'm not. Uh, and he is chomping at the bit to come after you for this one. But um, I don't know that Geno Smith has necessarily proved himself being only one year showing it. it. Everything changes year to year. Do you think he can sustain it? Yes. I think he, uh, he realises that it's his chance to shine and it, this is his last chance to shine. And uh, I can't completely say is that uh, the 49ers quarterback room will hold up. I love what I saw from Brock Purdy, but it wasn't that big of a hit that threw him out of the league. Same, same injury Josh Allen got. Yeah, but... Well, we all know my thoughts on Josh Allen. Josh Allen's an absolute turkey, so uh, best be <laughs> keeping yourself away from comparisons with him. Um, e, who's the uh, who's the best offense in the NFC West? Mm. Uh, 49ers, man. The Brandon Ayuk, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Sam. Even you can go deeper in the running back room with Jordan Mason, Ty Davis Price, Juwan Jennings. You know, we drafted well with Ronnie Bell. He's fast, uh, super fast, really safe hands. He's the son of a coach from Michigan as well. Uh, yeah, 49ers for sure. Like, Brandon Ayuk's going to have a breakout season. It'll be ridiculous. Uh, what are your thoughts about the 49ers quarterback room? Well, um, Brock Purdy's back a week earlier than expected. He's now having taken full full reps, full practice. Look, Trey Lance may. There's a question mark on Trey Lance. He could be his his development window has obviously been tarnished and destroyed through injury, so he's going to find it difficult to find those reps. So he may be a trade piece, you know, further along the season. However, you know, as as Aaron said, like our quarterback room has struggled over the years and we haven't have, had a really strong QB since Kaepernick, really. I mean, I've dealt with Black, Blaine Gabbert and Brian Hoyer. Sorry. Sorry, Aaron. I'll just pipe in here for a sec. Yep. I never actually asked you this, but how did you feel about the rumor that uh, the 49ers said no to Tom Brady? 
Oh man, that's it is what it is. And if if it was true or not, it's it's true, but I believe it was the dolphin that he said no to. It wasn't um it wasn't us. And the no, rain. Who knows? When he first went to um, before he went to Buccaneers, he was um, that's when they just got I think the uh, what's his name Trey Lance, and they said no to Tom Brady. Well, yeah. In hindsight, now if it was true, if that rumor is true, obviously you want the greatest player of all time to be in your team. I mean, but at the same time, they are sort of looking towards the future. And do you want to take a chance? On just one year with the goat, I mean, it would be really dope, and it'd be cool to have on the resume, you know, as a fan. But I guess, you know, we'd probably be looking at total different drafts right now if that situation had happened. Like we'd be looking at different quarterbacks. Every it would it would have a domino effect throughout the league if that was to happen. But I, um, I think it, you look as well at the condition the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in now. They kind of had to sell out while they had Tom Brady to accrue assets to try and make their team a Super Bowl contender. And to their credit, they got that title. But you look at the condition their roster is is in now. It's selling those two years now and the however many years in the future they're going to pay for trying to sell out to win those championships. And the same can actually be said for your Rams, to be honest, Aaron. I was going to say that. I was going to say that. Yeah, but we've got a ring. Absolutely, and the and Tampa Bay have as well, and uh, maybe the Forty yeah. ers are brewing that they uh, didn't and didn't sell out for that ring as well. But we'll move on now to best defense. E, who have you got for best defense? Oh, us Forty ers again, and that's just because they were the number one, well, number one a defense of last all of last year. So I'm just going off how they played last year, and we haven't really lost many pieces except. Um, no, we really just – we lost Emmanuel Mosley at corner but have gained there and we've already drafted really well there as well. So, I mean, we lost Jimmy Ward as well, but the the draft really filled those spots and those needs. So I've, I've got no worries on defense being the best in the NFC. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Aaron, your thoughts? I agree completely. Their defense, in fact, I reckon got stronger where the they signed a guy from Philly that's escaping me, which I'm like, holy hell, they have the best defensive line in the whole comp. Mm. And that and the the amount of just his handwork is amazing to watch. I'm gonna kick myself for not remembering this guy's name, but just, oh, yeah. Oh man, his handwork where he just gets uh, on O Lyman's like uh, elbows and makes him miss. Uh, it's just going to be a nightmare with him next to Bosa. Mm, for sure. Yeah, it'll be really dope. All right, we'll move on now to best special teams. Aaron, who has the best special teams in the NFC West? Uh, Seahawks. I agree. I only say this because I think they're the only ones with returning starters. The rest, Cardinals, Rams, and 49ers have all replaced... One punter, long snapper, returner. So there's that's the only one that's kept their room together is the actual Seahawks. That's the only reason why. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. All right, moving on now to best fantasy player. Um, e, who is the fantasy player that you've got your eye on out of the NFC West? McCaffrey, because he, he catches, runs, 
and apparently throws touchdowns now. So <laughs> the yeah. full package. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, Aaron, what about you? Because he's the only one on the team. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't well, ask to pick a Rams player, but going to catch a ball. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fair. That's that's very fair. It's going to be riding. Do you think though that that could be a disadvantage to him in fantasy as they ride him till he die? He might have an injury late in the season, which means he just calls it again. Um, wasn't last year. It, like I know what you mean. He called it then, but um, uh, that was because they lost contention, and it was basically nah, sit up. But he is apparently, according to Spotrack, the highest paid um, wide receiver this year. So I would be saying, and that the only one of the stars left we have left from any team. So I'd be playing him because he's thirty mm. as well. So it's weird to say one of the only stars you've got left when you won a Super Bowl not too long ago. That's yeah. Is Cooper Cup thirty? Yes. Shut the front door. Mm-hmm. He got you come out when he was twenty-five, I think. Oh my goodness. All right, yeah, no wonder he need he needed to get paid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it might be his last contract. Uh, we'll move on now to best draft. Aaron, who had the best draft in the NFC West this year? Seahawks. That yeah. that the, those two they got in the first first round. Oh my god, they're just instant game changers for them. Either side of the ball. They got mm. the best DB and arguably the best um, wide receiver or slot receiver. It's it's just there. Yeah, they're getting more powerful and on an already team, already big team. But um, and then they in the later rounds they got a lot of edge and more running backs to protect the spots they were actually not that deep in. Mm. Eight, what, about, what do you think? I think I think I said the same. I, I, I agree. And I, I love Jackson Smith and Jigba. I think he's fantastic. I watched him at Ohio and just think I just thought he was amazing and like a grown man already, ready to play and ready to take on the NFL. But yeah, I, I, I agree. I think the Seahawks did draft really well, but I think that inexperience is what's gonna hurt them this season. Yeah, for sure. For sure, um, I feel like Seahawks are sort of like a copy paste best draft answer in this uh, in this division. They always seem to nail those, uh, the, especially those later round picks. Yeah, um, who, who's the best coach in the division? A? I'm going Shanahan. Even though, yeah, the argument is he hasn't won anything, but he's consistently knocking out the door. He's turning like un un um unproven people into absolute weapons. He can turn offenses into just, you know, well-oiled machines um, just by getting players in the right spot. And, yeah, I just think he's the smartest guy. Most of the decent coaches in the NFL now, he's coached or they worked under him or worked with him and have sort of come from him. So I've got to say Shanahan's the best. Thank you for McDaniels, by the way. Appreciate it. I miss him. <laughs> he is a weird cat, but I absolutely adore him. Yeah, no, he's he's really, really good. Yeah. 
Um, Aaron, who's your pick for the uh, best coach in the NFC West? McGenius. Sean yeah. McVay. In the two Super Bowls, 1-1. One, one. Um, his coaching tree is also very much... He loses a coach nearly every year to someone else. I think last year was the only one that he hasn't lost. He basically fired a lot of coaches because he wasn't happy with what the production was. Um, but other than that, yeah, like I, I do agree with E. Shanahan's offensive capability, how he can keep running that run game and slot any running back in that system and they become beasts. Is very frustrating to watch, and um, our run game hasn't been the same as it is since we've lost Todd Gurley. So it's this year could that could sway, change my sway to Shanahan if uh, if McVeigh, who who has promised to fix the run game, doesn't fix the run game. Mm. Yeah, big call there. I feel like it's a great division for coaches. You've got you've got Sean McVeigh and the Rams. You've got Shanahan for the Niners. You've got Pete Carroll for the Seahawks. And then there's the Cardinals. Who? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so who is the worst fan base, the most insu- uh, the absolutely most insufferable fan base in the NFC West? Aaron, who have you got? See, uh, I read this question wrong when they sent me something. I, I thought I had to think about it. I, I originally went with 49ers because I've... <laughs> we I've are. Some- <laughs> I've heard some stuff. Not you, E. You're, you're a great 49er fan. You're not, uh, yeah, oh. bullish as a, some of I've, stuff I've heard. I actually yeah. went with um, Cardinals because we've. I thought, what's the worst fan base? Well, there is no fan base in Cardinal land. <laughs> so that's got to be the worst because there's got no supporters. I don't see anything online. I don't hear anything. I don't run into Cardinals fans. So. Oh, wow. To me, that's the worst fan base. So, did you not get the uh, the podcast note? I thought we said uh, no Arizona because they don't have a fan base. <laughs> well, that's was, the worst uh, fan base, invalid. isn't it? Then? <laughs> <laughs> you got to pick an actual fan base to say is the worst. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Would that be e, the worst then if they don't exist? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, e, who have you got? Well, I, I had the Seahawks, but now off that that critical thinking from Aaron there. He's pretty pretty much on the on the money, I think, <laughs> the cards. But no, I would have to say Seahawks only because I've just, I just crossed the worst Seahawks fans. Like they are oh, they are arrogant. They are like you've been good for you had you had a string of five years maybe, and yes, we were the brunt of most of that. So I get it. I get where you can you can attack me from, but my god, I cannot handle Seahawks fans. They're just gross. Mm, one eyed, very fair, very fair. Talk. Best fan base in the division. E, who's your best fan base? Ah, uh, now I sound biased, but Forty Nine Faithful. Like it, we we go to away games and turn it red. Like we go to Dallas, it's red. Like no offense, we go to SoFi, we made that bitch red. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 like the four people turn up, and I don't know why. I don't know how because yeah, we just I don't know. We're we're forty nine faithful. Absolutely, absolutely, Aaron. 
Who's the best fan base in the NFC West? It was a toss-up with me, but after, yeah, basically what he just said, they turn it red, 49ers. Good call. And I can understand why they turn LA red because LA wasn't always there. So guess what the closest team is? 49ers. So we're 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 and we're one of the most moved teams in the history of NFL. So we haven't really got a deep base of fans, which they are building now. But it's got to be the 49er faithful. Close second is Seahawks with their thirteenth man, who do know how to rock their stadium. They do. They do. Yeah, the twelfth man is uh, is huge there. No. Um, <laughs> who is the best rookie? In the NFC West, we'll start with you, Aaron. Uh, I went with Devin Witherspoon. Yep, already or going to a system that favors him. This kid is going to be the next Richard Sherman. It's just they've that they've got two two already see cornerbacks from last year's draft that were absolutely killing it, and they've gone and got this guy. I just don't know who's going to be able to throw on them. Yeah, that's a good point there. E, who have you got? Jackson Smith and Jigba, the wide receiver at the Seahawks. I just think he's just going to get a ton of catches. He's going to learn with DK Metcalf. Hopefully, if he's mature enough, DK, um, he'll actually help Jackson out. But who, he's... who wears a dummy for a mouth guard? <laughs> <laughs> It just carries on a bit for me, for somebody who's so dominant of the game. I don't know. It's, it's, I guess it's personality, but at the same time, like I just feel like he could really deal, do really well with someone like Jackson and to be that slot guy or maybe even might go out to that one. And I think he's going to be a great target for Geno Smith and really light up the league. Definitely the NFC West. Yeah, that's very fair there. Uh, our next question is, what is the best game in the division this year? Uh, Aaron, we'll start with you. What is the best game in the NFC West this year? Both Rams games against 49ers. Yeah. One, the one early in the in this will tell us tell me where the Rams are at. And if the Rams are good at the end of the year, we play them last. And it's that's going to be at uh, Levi, which it will be fireworks. It always is. They always go at each other. I love watching them play, and I'm always on the edge of my seat watching those games. Like we yeah. we have we Rams have Seahawks numbers and Cardinals numbers, but the 49ers just always know how to beat our systems. It's it's it always goes down to the wire. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree there. I agree. I think Niners Rams into into division both those games especially where they're situated on the schedule. Yeah, I think you're right. They're going to be pretty, pretty, yeah, pivotal, pivotal games. For sure, for sure. Uh, one of the last questions coming up is surprise pro bowler. What's a player who maybe hasn't made the pro bowl before or is going to come out of nowhere and uh, stamp their mark on the league this year? We'll start with you, E. Bray Greenlaw, I, I think he's been hard done by in the past years. And he should be a pro bowler. Um, he'll be an out and out outside linebacker pro bowler this year. He's 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 just re-signed. I think he's in his second year of his re-signed contract. So he's. I think he's due to really 
take the lead by storm. Yeah, good shout there. Um, Aaron, who have you got? Middle linebacker Ernest Jones, who will be the green dot for us this year. Good shout there as well. Very good. All right, we're coming up now to, oh, sorry, best rivalry. Uh, what is the best rivalry, Aaron, in the NFC West? Now, rival to me is um, something that's, oh, there's always a fight. There's always something going on. Now, the Rams have the Cardinals number, and the Rams, even through their dominant period, had the Seahawks number. The one that we don't have the number of is the 49ers. It's always been, even when we we're dominant, they will kick in our ass as well. So it, there, to me, are the, the big brothers of the who always be the best rivalry for us. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It's the 49ers, the Rams rivalry, we've had it since the 50s, uh, and it's continued to now. And then on top of that, the, the year you guys won, when we went on that insane run just to even make the playoffs and then finally got to the NFC Championship game, and, you know, we'd beaten you guys six times <laughs> in a row, right? So... Everything was falling together and we made this stellar run and you finally got your win, you know, 2017. So, like, yeah, I think that rivalry has continued. And on top of that, there's all that social media work that goes between. Jeez, oh, <laughs> they attack each other. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't think there's any other. Twitter any, wars, wow. Yeah, th there's no competition bar that for that rivalry for sure on the NFC West. Love it. Love it. All right. We're going to go now to our final part of our 2023 uh, preview. And it is our prediction for this season. We're going to start at four, working our way to one. Aaron, starting <laughs> at four, working to number one. What's your no prediction offense. how this, this division is going to shake out? No offense, E. You are the glass cannon of the league. If all your guys stay healthy, I think you guys can win it all. But that's it. You've not, never maintained healthy. So I've gone for Seahawks at number one. 49ers at number two. Rams at three. Zona at four. Big shout there. E, what are your thoughts? Right, yeah. So I'm going Arizona last. I'm, I'm going. <laughs> Bold. <laughs> should, should we just call him the USC pick? The USC quarterback? Yeah. Did you yeah. see the video that um that they posted or someone posted recently of their camp where they're like taking 30 seconds to get this play off and then all of a sudden they get it off and he's pegged it and this the DB has run in the way, the receivers run nowhere near the ball and it's hit him right in the back of the helmet. He's like, Where did where did that come from? And it's like, oh no, definitely Arizona last. And if Caleb Williams ends up there, that's that's upsetting because They've just got Kyler. And you know what's funny? When we when the 49ers drafted Nick Bosa, they actually thought that he was going number one. They had they were, they fully believed that Kyler was not in the picture, but, hey, they're lost. So, anyway, uh, Arizona last. I'm going the Seahawks third, and I'm going the Rams second, and 49ers. Ooh. Wow. Big mm. difference there. The only wow. thing we uh, agreed on was that Arizona are going to suck. Um, but yeah. other than that, yeah, big, big disagreement there. We're going to have to see how it shakes out, but we're going to move on now to 
what has been my favourite part of doing this Civil War series, and it has been our historical debate. So the way this is going to work, I'm going to show up on my uh, phone. I'll have the time going. We're going to start with an opening statement. You're going to have like a rebuttal section in the middle, and then you're going to have a closing statement. The opening statement and closing statement are two minutes. The rebuttal section in the middle is one minute. Um, so you'll have the time. You don't have to use all the time. Uh, going to go back and forth. You're arguing on why your team is the most historically significant team in the NFC West. And so you can throw your shade at each other. You can throw your shade at the other two teams uh, in the division, however you'd like to attack it. But by the end of the argument, you've got to have proven that your team is the best team in the division. All cool with that, guys? Yes, sir. Yeah. All right. We're going to start with you, Aaron. I'm just getting the clock up now. You've got two minutes on the clock to argue your team, and your time starts now. My team. So I'm going to go at this a different way. Our will be historically more important down the track, not right now. We are in the biggest multicultural city in the world. We have the biggest stadium that attracts everyone. We have the best owner by far who knows how to win. They've won in Denver. They've won in they, – every team he owns has basically won the big one. Um, I trusted McVay and Snead to run this team properly now that McVay has committed to his long-term contract. Um. We had a rough start from uh, moving constantly. Started as Cleveland Rams, and then Saint, um, then Los Angeles, and then Anaheim, and then <laughs> uh, St. Louis. Now we're back at our home in LA. We have a great history of winning, of <clears throat> competing since McVay's come on board, and we have also that title in St. Louis, which now I'd like to recognize as well. The reason why we're going to be the best is because I trust the McVeigh, Sneed and the ownership. They will bring more to this, this franchise <laughs> than um, I think the 49ers will because the 49ers, I don't think I don't trust their ownership. Like Eamon said at the start, he had to travel an hour to get to it from San Francisco. It's not even in San Francisco. It's You're not the heart of your team, whereas SoFi is right in the heart of the city. It's the beat of the city. It's gonna, And when we've got Aaron Donald in, right, <clears throat> in the Hall of Fame, we're going to keep winning. And that's time. Two minutes, a fiery end to your two-minute opening statement. We're going to kick it off with you, E, now. Two minutes is on the clock. Ready, set, go. Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, Ronnie Lott. I could go on for days. Uh, We had one of the most influential early 90s teams of all time. As uh, Even though he's told me that my stadium is an hour away from the heart of the city, we go to other places and turn it red. So it doesn't really matter how far or close your stadium is, it's all about the fan base. On top of that, yeah, we haven't won the big one in quite a long time, but we're there every single NFC Championship or knocking on the door at the playoffs. I mean, 2016 was like our worst year, 
since then has been absolute chaos for us. Like we are just tearing shit. Well, my bad. Tearing tearing it apart. <laughs> On top of that, you we have some of the players like Debo Samuel, uh, George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey for right now, who are just absolutely stalwarts in their positions. They are the Yak brothers. They're creating uh, creating an offense that um, that will forever be remembered on top of that as the Yak brothers. They only need a 10-yard out and off they go. Um, we have, we, we invent, basically had the coach who invented uh, the West Coast offense that is now seen throughout the league today. Um, so we are so influential within the NFC West. It is incredible. I mean, we had Kaepernick, who's now, you know, standing up for what he believes in as well. Like, that's a 49er player. Um, it, although, you know, that's it, it's up to debate on, on the opinion on him. But, you know, we have very, very influential people and goats. I mean, Jerry Rice and, and Joe Montana and themselves, their legacy will carry on for years and years and decades to come. All right. That is time for your two minutes. Aaron, you've got one minute on the clock to rebut anything, to provide some more arguments. Your time starts now. <laughs> uh, hang on a sec. Sorry, I had to check the baby. You're all right. You're all right. <laughs> uh, we'll restart the timer. You go now. Okay. Okay, so I think the Rams will continually be better because they actually draft better as well. This coming from a team, the San Francisco 49ers, that actually drafted a kicker 99th overall in round three, who, which is from past experiences never worked out. Then their drafter, Cameron Latow, who was, to me, more of a blocking extra tackle more than a, a, a tight end. Um, I just think the way the... For, like they're top heavy. They're very top heavy. They've got a great front line. It's just the guys coming up behind the 49ers that I'm worried about that don't worry me at all. Sorry. And I continually think the 49ers ownership is going to ruin the 49er things. I never liked them and what all the moves they've done. It always seems to be agreed. Time. All right. E, one minute on the clock to reply. Go. Drafting better, you draft better. We have Mr. Irrelevant who just went for eight straight, like the last pick of the entire draft. He's now the starting QB. Dre Greenlaw drafted in the fifth round. George Kittle drafted in the fifth round. Like a on for hours. Talanoa Hufunga, who's drafted in the, in the third round. Cameron Latu, the guy you just mentioned, he was actually a vertical threat for Alabama. He's actually blocking was. Not very good at all. He's a weapon. He's just going to take the top off. Well, not so much as George Kittle, but he'll dominate the, these vertical routes. Um, drafting is actually a fantastic thing that we do. In terms of the Yorks and their ownership, I think they're really, really good. We had crazier ones before that with the deeper Patellos when we were winning. Um, I wish we had more crazy, to be honest. And that's time. Aaron, two minutes left on the clock to sum up your argument. You can use as much of it as you'd like. 
finish off this debate. And now I'm actually going to set, I mentioned this on the last episode with Darcy and Greg. In this last one, I want as much slander as you can for the entire division. So just <laughs> go after the rest of the teams in the division, have some fun with it. Uh, you will score bonus points for your sledges you can provide to every team, whether they're factually based or not. If they're funny, I'll count it. All right. So two wow. minutes to just go ham on everyone. Go. Well, coming in fourth is Caleb Williams. And <laughs> uh, since we're going to attack everyone with the sea chickens, we've owned them for the last 20 years. Um, and <laughs> the 49ers who, who like to billy bully uh, women and everything, especially Matt Safford's wife. <laughs> oh. Throwing stuff at her and donuts and uh, oh, that's, yeah, that's real good <laughs> stuff. Real good stuff there. <laughs> gentlemen's boys, gentlemen's. Oh. Um, <laughs> as in regards to uh, anyone else, as is, is, I can only say is like we have Aaron Donald. Nick Bosa can't stay on the field. Aaron Aaron Donald constantly takes three to four men, double teams or triple teams or quadruple teams. Nick Bosa constantly, they put him in a situation where he's one-on-one. That's why he's the best. That's why I keep hearing like TJ Watt, Bosa, uh, JJ Watt. They never came in the middle and dominated like AD. AD is the man and always will be the man. He's the best defensive player to ever play this game and is still the best defensive player. The fact that he had five games off last year was the first time he's missed any sort of time. Give the man a break. He is a four-time defensive MVP, and he's also came close to winning the whole thing. The other thing I can say is they can't pick a quarterback. They had to pick Mr. Irrelevant to run their run their whole thing. It's uh, That's a l- lucky shot, I would say. A very lucky shot. A Tom Brady shot, maybe. Um, but Mr. Trey Lance at three, giving away what, what was it? Three first rounders for that? Four, four maybe? Yeah, so uh, that's real good draft in there. All right, that is time, Aaron. Um, as just a quick interlude, I'd like to thank you for Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, and Bradley Chubb. Thank you, E. Uh, <laughs> very welcome. Very welcome. <laughs> It's almost points to aim and that uh, they've provided all this stuff for the Dolphins. Yeah. I mean, Brock Purdy, funnily enough, actually ignited his whole career against you guys. Yeah, don't want to mention that one. <laughs> that that was our gift back to you. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> all righty. We'll move into your final two minutes now, E. Your oh, time starts now. Radio, we only had to use Daniel Brunskill. Yes, Daniel Brunskill, two one-on-one guard Aaron Donald. Most of the actual uh, competition uh, battles we had over the last three years. So we didn't really need three to four men. We actually just one-upped him with uh, Daniel Brunskill. Yes, Daddy Brunskill is what he, I believe he's called it, LA there. Anyway, to conclude... Five championships uh, between us, the 49ers and the Rams. We're 77 wins. You guys are 68, so you better catch up. Cardinals, oh, you are a sad, sad, sad. You're a very, very sad team. Uh, you're tough to watch. 
I love some of your players, and it was it's really tough to watch you guys. Seahawks, man, you grind my gears. Those no, 2012, 2013, oh, I could like if Richard Sherman didn't come to us, I would genuinely have um a, a criminal hate towards you guys. I, I cannot stand you. And Cam Chancellor, like you, you can you can literally do an ACL at the age of 65 or however old you are now. Like I, I can't stand you. <laughs> um, most, most, most Seahawks fans, I hope you trip on the sidewalk and I hope you inhale smog within your filthy city. Um, Rams fans, well, you're basically 49er fans because every time we go there, I just don't see you guys at all and you pump you actually use speakers to uh, pump your um, crowd louder, so you actually don't have fans. But on top of that, we're quest for six championships. Uh, we're on our way. We're very, very close to it. I can smell it. And that is time. Very fiery, explosive. Concluding statement there for you both. Thank you very much. Thank you both very much uh, for having this debate. Now, in terms of adjudicating this one, it's very, very tough. I Early on, I had the point going to E. I thought that the way he rebutted the drafting point uh, was very good. Aaron, the way you attacked all the other teams in the division in your concluding statement was fantastic and almost had me leading to you. But E's last minute, I think, got him home. He attacked the rest of the division like in the prompt. Uh, and I think that key rebuttal there where he rebutted that drafting point and really turned it on its head and it made it a strength for the 49ers. I feel like that's where the debate was won. It was probably our closest debate to date. It was a very tough one to adjudicate. So I thank you both for uh, for taking part in it. Very, very welcome, my friend. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Goliath. This is David signing out. <laughs> Good uh, good to you again, Carol, man. Hope hope to see you soon. <laughs> you too, mate. <laughs> Appreciate you guys coming on. Thanks so much. And uh, we'll have to have you guys both back on soon. 100%. Thanks, Harrison. Have a good one. You too, guys. Catch you later. Wow. Thank you so much to Eamon and Aaron for coming on an explosive debate right at the end. I had an absolute blast recording this one. It was absolutely fantastic. Um, still got a smile on my face from some of those barbs that were thrown at each other. What an episode. We hope you've enjoyed it too. If you have enjoyed it, make sure to follow us on all of our socials at Roadtrip Sports Pod. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. If you'd like to get on this podcast, if you'd like to get a part of the Civil War section, make sure to reach out to us. Podcast at gmail.com is the best place to reach us, or you can slide into any of our DMs. We've got some exciting announcements coming up. We've got uh, some merch coming up that's going to be announced on the podcast page very shortly at Pod. So make sure you get around it so you can figure out what our merch is going to be. We're going to keep it a secret until it's announced other than that, I hope your team wins unless they are playing one of ours or the Mighty Freo Jockers. Signing off for now. We'll see you next time.